Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast with three super seniors. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Welcome Ryan, Welcome to the College Football Bros Newman. podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who unfortunately overestimated Nebraska's win total. It happened again. That's me, <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> every year. <laughs> and by the other brother who is impossible to overestimate. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me, Trey Newman. All right. On today's episode, we're going to go over some of our worst takes and predictions uh, leading up to the 2020 season. We'll also uh, put some media members on the chopping blocks. We found uh, some some great past tweets and, and comments from from writers. Actually, I say we found them. We went to Old Takes Exposed Twitter account and uh, found some of the best ones. And we've also got some some takes from the fourth bros. You shared on Instagram your worst predictions before the 2020 season. So we'll we'll read those as well. Uh, before we get into it, though, we've got a, a quick word from our sponsor. Yes, we do. Um, our sponsor today is uh, myfrontpagestory.com. Um, it's a it's a wonderful um, business model that they have here. So essentially, what they what you do here, what they offer is you will speak to a writer that they have and this writer of theirs will essentially write a, a news article kind of like what you like a story about a, and they would put it on the front page of like a newspaper so you talk to that writer for about 15 minutes tell them whatever you want it could be about your your significant other it could be about your mom your dad grandparents especially significant other we got valentine's day coming up yeah valentine's day coming up is the is the main thing that you might want to use this one for so yeah they you talk to them for 15 minutes they'll write a great story about um whoever it is that you decided to write it about um you give it to them it comes in like it looks like just like on the front of page of a newspaper uh it's a really unique gift it's something that's special um and the person receiving it of course uh thinks like hey this is a big deal this is obviously one that you put a lot of thought into which is true you did um, and it's just a, kind of an emotional moment, maybe for some of them, uh, get some, maybe get some happy tears in there. Um, it's a great, it's a great thing. It's a great gift. It's much better than your, you know, just getting a box of chocolates, maybe, and a, some flowers, get a little creative here. This is a way to go. So my front page, start my front page story.com use the promo code bros 15, um, to get 15% off, uh, of your order. So once again, that's my front page story.com promo code bros 15. All right. And you have used the product before. You you got a, a story written about your wife. Doing it for V-Day, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I thought you already did it. Yeah, no. We, I was talking with one of the writers and he was like, hey, let's, I, I kind of suggested him, hey, let's just do it for V-Day. That'd be perfect. So he's like, yep, even better. So there you sweet. go. Yep. Awesome. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's get to some takes right now. And we'll start with two that involved all three of us uh, that I've got. So we were asked by Kentucky.com writer John Clay um, to give our prediction as to whether or not there would be a college football season. Uh, do you guys? I almost forgot about this, but uh, Man, I had to have said no. I had to have said no. Yeah, I think we, we had were to bring a little it up. more pessimistic. Yeah. It, well, it was seventh that we gave this opinion, so it was like when was it? I'm sorry, April seventh. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, the no, right. onslaught. Anyway, it wasn't even going yet. NBA hadn't well, even gone back to it. No, I don't yeah. think anything was going. I think, yeah, no, I want to say it was, was yeah, we were very shut down at that time. Uh, so there's our excuse. But here's what we yeah. said. We said, quote, because the experts say a vaccine is at least a year away, it is yeah. difficult to envision thousands of people gathering in stadiums around the country this fall. Even in empty stadiums, the players slash coaches could be at risk. 
end quote. I mean, for for a few months, that was not a ridiculous statement. So no, no, it almost no, it it was looking good. Uh, I mean, not good for you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know what I mean. But that yeah, is we, one that I am so glad we were yes. wrong. Yes, yes, yep. So there you have it. We were wrong. Uh, and then the other one we had was the Patreon Heisman draft a few weeks into the season and went around drafting players. And the goal of, was, of course, to, to draft the eventual Heisman winner. Did I don't think we even brought up the name Devontae Smith. Um, we did Ooh. draft Jalen Waddell, uh, who, which is kind of funny to think because yeah. he had a, a, better, a better start to the season. But uh, obviously, Devontae Smith ended up winning. Hey, we knew an Alabama receiver was getting it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, Trey, now it is your turn. So we're going to get to some. We'll have four bad takes from you but because we're nice we let you start out with two good ones i appreciate it you know um so people are gonna say this first one was so easy but that's in hindsight lsu their over under was seven and the favorite was over by a, a good margin so it wasn't that easy roll it i mean even before the covid opt-outs of jamar chase and tyler shelvin they lost a ton. It's been well documented from from last year's title team. They lose the uh, co-offensive coordinator Joe Brady. Dave Aranda's gone to Baylor, the defensive coordinator. I mean, that is a lot of turnover to be really good again. I know that they've recruited very well, but that's a lot to ask. Miles Brennan at quarterback, thinking he'll be able to take a giant leap similar to Burrow is just totally unrealistic. Uh, defensively, they bring back Bo Pelini, defensive coordinator. It's gonna be a tall task <laughs> for him. So, this year um, back in the Bayou. But for me overall, I just don't see them getting to eight wins to beat me. I just, I just think they fall back and go under. Thank you. They ended up going, they went up going five and five. And you know, what's funny though, is if you told me before the season, they would win in the swamp. I would have been a little concerned, Yeah, but but they they were not good (laughs) that first half of the year. Mm Mm-mm. No, and uh, and by the way, Ryan's saying like, "Oh boy," about yeah, uh, hiring <laughs> that was live or not? No, was, sorry, that was like that was in the clip. That yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. Funny. Yeah, questionable about that one. <laughs> yeah, should use well, that. Uh, but I didn't even go in as hard as I wanted. I just really did not like LSU over yeah, this year. Was, we, I think we were all. I think we all went under. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. I think I made it a lock. I think Michael did too. Maybe traded. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but. Yeah. So anyways, I was, I ended up being kind of dialed into the SEC for the most part, as it turns out, because this next one is about Texas A&M. And I, I think I had a good, good pulse on them. I'm, I'm going over to Ryan. You just touched on the SC West is it's kind of up for grabs in that second spot right now. And I think A&M can do it. Even with the opt-outs didn't help. So I think without the opt-outs, I'd be, all in I'd probably be sneaking them in the playoff or something I don't know but um the offense you guys really hit on it um just need Spiller to to stay healthy there the defense it's funny because A&M hasn't really been renowned for being a a strong defensive team really since their wrecking crew defenses uh back when like R.C. Slocum was the head coach they had guys like Dat Win. but uh but there's just a lot of returning production and I I'm really optimistic on the defensive side of the ball and even if the offense isn't Living up to the full potential, I have confidence that the defense has uh, improved enough to at least get them over the over the hump yeah. this year. Yeah, so their over under was around seven. 
easily went over that. Oh, yeah. I said they'd have a top 15 defense, finished 13th. So I, I was I was confident mm-hmm. in Jimbo's boys this year. Yeah, they almost did make the playoff. Yeah, they almost snuck in. <laughs> okay, uh, that's no fun. Let's let's get to your bad takes. Ryan. Yeah, here we go. Get to this next clip. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's me. Oh, you're going to introduce it, Ryan? I could just go straight to it. <laughs> well, I should introduce it, shouldn't I? Uh, so this one was uh, a Big Ten one. We're talking about Penn State, Trey was talking about here. Um, kind of going over their, their season win total, which was set at seven uh, before the year. Obviously, it's not a good loss to have. He's, you know, probably your best defensive player. He's outstanding, but he is only one guy. It's not like he made the entire defense. I mean, he's obviously a key part. I'm not diminishing that. Gross Matos, but that's okay. Um, Yeah, yeah. But they they're still they're still a very solid defense. And then on the offensive side, Sean Clifford, he doesn't get a ton of love nationally, but. And it does hurt losing a guy like KJ Hamler, who was a weapon for them. Um, but you guys touched on the receivers that he that he still does have, and t- he and the offensive line doesn't have many excuses to fit to fall. So I think he can not like make this giant leap, but at least be consistent enough for them to be successful. Uh, so I'm also going over. Wins. I think they're really balanced on offense and defense, and to me, it just seems difficult uh, for them to to lose three games for this to go under. Well, yeah, they, when you start, zero and five, I don't <laughs> think you're going to go over, nah. but you know, it's funny. I do this thing every off season where if a quarterback doesn't look so great the year before, I immediately kind of write them off and, and then that quarterback ends up doing well the next year. So I kind of went reverse logic with Clifford cause I wasn't overly high on him, but I'm like, he's going to be better because I'm going reverse logic. Yeah. That didn't quite, quite what, pat on. What if they, what if Penix was one millimeter shorter? Yeah, yeah, I mean, then ha- they start one happens? out. They, they were they finished four and five. They're obviously played much better than a four and five team. But I don't know if they would have got to seven. It would have been it would have been close. It would have been seven. Close. Yeah, and they were competitive uh, against Ohio State. I know they weren't yeah. really in it, but they they hung in there. You know, what was it? Well Maryland was the first one that was like, "What just happened?" I think that, that was yeah, a head scratcher. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not so, yeah, not, not so <laughs> seven was, yeah, yeah. not in the cards. <laughs> Talking about Micah Parsons at the beginning of that clip, but uh, let's get to the next one here. So, Trey, I'm actually, you know what? I know we had bad ones, but I just had to include this one because you just nailed Tulsa. Let me tell you, like, I let's, I'm sorry, let's, <laughs> right on. let's do it. Uh huh. To start out with Tulsa here, Philip Montgomery, he needs to have a good season to kind of avoid getting on a on a warm seat next year. Once again, though, they should have a productive offense. Zach Smith threw for over 3,000 yards. Shamari Brooks had over 1,000 on the ground. The offense will put up points and, and keep them in, in some games. The challenge will be the defense, uh, which tends to be fairly redundant at Tulsa. They only return four starters, and I'm not really expecting to see a ton of strengths there. They they open at Oklahoma State this upcoming weekend. Tough game, but uh, we'll we'll be able to see what they if some of that offensive firepower see what it can do. Completely <laughs> wrong. So Man, that Tulsa offense just crushed it, and that defense hmm. was ugh. yeah. So it turns out their <laughs> offense wasn't a strength this year. And then you know after not saying or not expecting many strengths on their defense, their linebacker Zayvon Collins goes and wins the dang Bronco Nagurski Award and was a beast like. Tulsa nearly wins the AAC. Wow. I mean, yikes. Yikes. Not a good I mean, look. It, it was reasonable at the time, but uh, yeah, it was. Didn't, didn't turn out well. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, well, this next one here, we're going to uh, an ACC team, Florida State. Uh, the win total was at a seven. So, yeah, this was an interesting call here, Trey. Yeah, Tomahawk. Trey, what do you think? You on board? Oh, he's doing the Tomahawk chop. I guess that means he's on board. <laughs> I'm going over. You know, I know the casual fan has seen Florida State just look like crap the last couple of seasons, but I'm leaning towards a bounce back this year. Uh, they bring in a new coach, of obviously from Memphis, Norvell. He brings some credibility to the Knolls, in my opinion, and he's inheriting a, a team with 17 returning starters. I like Blackman at quarterback. Uh, I just felt he hasn't been in the best position to succeed. He's, there's been so much turnover. I know there's turnover this year, but Norvell knows how to maximize offensive talent. We saw him do it at Memphis, and I believe it's going to be just a totally different look and feel to this Florida State team this year. It was I not. mean, it, it was literally <laughs> everything the opposite of what I said. <laughs> they, they finished with three wins over under, I think it was seven, yeah. um, 85th in SP plus, and And they also, they beat North Carolina. One of those three wins mystifying, but yeah, everything I said was pretty much wrong. It was shocking how bad they were. Yeah, no one saw that coming. I I was a little. I thought I thought Norvell and the Seminoles were sitting on a a good one. It is kind of interesting how we uh, evaluate teams like this after the fact. Like I think there will be like, yeah, Florida State struggled last year. They were expected to, you know, his first year. Norvell, new 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 team. But we said it. Their season win total was seven. Like they're expected yeah. to be pretty good. Yeah, total totally. disaster. What a disaster. Uh, okay, last one for you, Trey, mercifully. Uh, you were maybe a, a bit too much of a, a believer in David Cutcliffe. Over under five wins. I'm actually going to go over. Um, yeah, no, I know that's that. wrong. That's wrong. Oh, wow. Yeah, six. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> no, I, know, I know the offense has been poor the last couple years, uh, and they had a lack of a solid running game. But they still, even last year, went five and seven with how bad it was. I see improvement and a little bit better season. So I think the offense will at least be more competent this year with with Chase Bryce, and hopefully he, Chase Bryce is the guy that can help do get that uh, that offense where where it should be under Cutcliffe. And then, like you, you kind of laid out the defense. I'm a little more encouraged with the defense and hoping the offense. I'm going over. They ended up going two and nine. Which mm. is under five in my I don't opinion. don't think so. I mean, I knew Chase Bryce wasn't great, but man, was he dreadful. They were 114th in SP plus offense. And Ooh. I mean the defense Rumpf was was good on the D line, but they still were nothing impressive on that side of the ball. Uh, what a disaster. I mean, it might be getting away from Cutcliffe at Duke. I mean, I know it's hard to win, but that wasn't a yeah. good year at all for for any hope. If they don't make us take a step forward this year, it starts to get time to the like. Right, I don't think yeah. they'll fire him. It'll be a kind of mutual, you know, quote yeah, mutual. Maybe he'll bounce back. You never know. I mean, I hope so. But that was pretty looking pretty bleak. All right, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. I didn't have any bad takes. Good work. Would you say, Ryan? I said, thank goodness I didn't have any bad takes this year. Oh wow, it's amazing. Yeah, only good <laughs> takes. Straight uh, what's 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 your first good take, Ryan? Uh, my first one here. We were talking about uh, the Big Ten uh, and our Big Ten West, particular here. Um, just kind of had a little hunch uh, about a certain team. I'm gonna go Northwestern. 
Uh, obviously, they went one and eight in conference last year. I think they can do a lot better than that. And if things go right with Peyton Ramsey, he does kind of come in. It's like, wow, he's certainly a lot better than they had uh, last year. It's going to help that offense, and it will be solid. Um, I think they're good enough to get to five games. Like it's possible. Uh, I don't think they will, but I could see them going to you know three, possibly four. You know, it's not unrealistic. Remember, two years ago they were in the conference title game. So. Um, Pat Fitzgerald sometimes knows how to work magic. So I'll say them as far as biggest jump. Even yes, I underestimated him. The, the question that, yeah, the question there was who's going to take the biggest jump in terms of, right. in terms of wins in the, the Big Ten? Northwestern. There we go. Uh, okay. What's next, Ryan? Uh, the next one here. So this, uh, after the end of every episode, we kind of do our uh, upset specials. And uh, this one I just had a gut feeling on. I'm going to take a little bit of a long shot, a real long shot. I'm going to go with Mississippi State the Bulldogs here. Ooh, um, okay. Yep. yep. Kind of like uh, Trey mentioned in our, our preview episode, I think Leach is likely to go and up, upset somebody this year. He's kind of, you know, capable of doing that with that t- style of offense. So why not here against a team that's replacing their team? Uh, <laughs> so Yeah, at LSU, yeah. Yep. Mississippi State, 16 and a half point dog. They can, they can, maybe they can do it. Listen to me providing context in that clip Ooh. back there. Like, Man. Ryan, yeah. you haven't said who they're playing yet. That LSU. LSU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 16 and a half points. That's a pretty darn good one. That is a big spread, 16 and a half. That, was that our biggest upset special prediction of the year? Probably. I think so. Yeah. It could have. No. It darn seemed like at the time of that happening, though, it seemed like an even bigger upset. It did, yeah. Yeah. yeah in hindsight, yeah. not yeah. as big, but. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get to your bad clips. This is a lot more fun. So uh, you see here, uh, oh, you were giving your thoughts in our ACC preview on uh, Boston College. Uh, the over-under was set at four. So yeah, I, but I'm just, I don't see, even with Djokovic, I'm not, I'm not uh, banking on it. They lose AJ, AJ Dillon, but... Let me just get the defense, how horrible that was last year. Dead last <laughs> dead last in the ACC. 125th in total defense. Teams just did whatever they wanted to them. Kansas put 48 on them. Kansas put 48 on them. So they lose some key pieces, a new system. I just, come on. I don't, I don't, I'm not seeing it from BC. This is going to take take some time for, for uh, Halfley to get that uh, turned around. I like throwing a little like, come on. Come on, come on, guys. Well, BC ended up going over the four. They went uh, six and five. They were pretty much the same as they've been. (laughs) Yeah, you were wrong. (laughs) So moving on to the SEC, in our SEC preview, we were talking about the new hires. Didn't like Drinkowitz, didn't like Pittman, didn't like Kiffin. Ryan liked someone else. Yeah, it's it's a fact. I, I would just yeah at this point of his career, I'd just be surprised if it didn't go at least decent uh, there. Like he's proven to, that he can have success at two really tough s- spots: Lubbock, Texas at Texas Tech, and Washington State, which was in an absolute dumpster fire when he got there. So if you can have success there, those two places, like really good success, not just like okay we're making bowl games, but like you know winning ten double digit games. Um, then I think you can do that at Mississippi State. 
So you were asked there what who would be the who's the best hire in the SEC. And it's only been one year in your defense. I mean, that's yeah, I'm not writing them off. Hey, after week one, it looked real good. (laughs) My upset hit. (laughs) Man, there were a lot of takes after week one that could be in this episode after Mississippi State lit it up like Leach's offense is just going to dominate in the SEC. Costello could win the Heisman and swing your sword. It was crazy. Michigan's back. Their offense is legit. Oh, Joe Milton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah him as well. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Mike Leach, at least this year, did not turn out to be the best hire in the SEC. Yeah. But let's go to uh, your next clip. You were asked whether uh, Arkansas was going to go over or under one and a half wins. I agree. Um, Got to go under. They have a solid quarterback. Uh, you know, Franks isn't, you know, amazing, but he's a solid quarterback, way, way better than what they've had. And Raheem Boyd is a really good running back. Outside of that, though, not too confident um, in their in their offensive repertoire. So I'm going to go under just asking two wins against. It's going to be two big upsets. Like you know, they're going to be big yeah. underdogs. And you know, last year only two of their SEC games were within one score. So they were getting beat down by pretty much all the SEC teams there. So I just can't see them getting to a couple. So going under. They of course went three and seven, and it was a good three and seven. They very yeah. easily could have been five and five. There was no risk of them going under at all. No, good yeah, call. Good, thank you. I uh, might have gone under also. So <laughs> but we're not playing that clip right now. So yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Now Ryan is our, of course, resident homer of the podcast with Nebraska. His Nebraska takes, and so in our Big Ten preview, he was high on a certain running back. Yeah, he was asked who would lead the Big Ten in rushing. I'm not going to go with Ohio State. I think Trey Sermon and Master T will probably kind of split up carries a little bit. That's not going to be a lead back like J.K. Dobbins necessarily. Same thing with Penn State. Journey Brown's good, but they got some other deep, talented players that have got to see the field. Uh, Minnesota kind of likes to do that. I know Ibrahim is kind of a leader, but they like to kind of split it up. Elijah Collins, Michigan State, might be the lead back, but the, the offense is going to be bad. So... You know, I was kind of going through and, you know, believe it or not, I landed on Nebraska's Diedrich Mills. Um, he, he finished eighth. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> I believe that you did. You believe that yeah, I did. Shocking. He finished eighth in the conference in rushing last year. It's not like it's that bad. And then um, he'll no doubt be the lead back. Like Mo Washington is gone. There's tr- freshmen behind him. He is the clear cut guy that's going to get a lot of the carries on a team that should be able to run the ball pretty solid. And that's what happened. He finished, uh, he finished yeah. second on his team in rushing. <laughs> Adrian outran him. Behind the quarterback. Uh, and he was 13th, I believe, in the Big Ten. It, I mean, to your credit, it was a little mystifying how the offense didn't really do that great this year. But uh, especially with Mills, he's a good back. But that was uh, not that your was best off. prediction. And uh, a couple of the guys you mentioned there did finish at the top. Ibrahim was number one. He was the only one that went over 1,000 yards for Minnesota. And uh, Trey Sermon ended up finishing second. Got a late start on it, but uh, made up he, for a lot. The last two games, he pretty much was the top, top guy. Yeah, he had more rushing yards in those last two games than Mills the whole year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did he have in that, uh, let's see, Mills had 396 yards. How many did uh, Sermon, Sermon go for had, against Northwestern? It was, it, was, like, it was over 300. I don't remember the number. Yeah. yeah. Not 396, but it was. Uh, no. Okay. 
Uh, right, my guys, turn. I was a little off. That's <laughs> a little off. I love that you're like, believe it or not, I landed on Dietrich yeah, Mills yeah. from Nebraska. <laughs> we believe it. We yeah. Believe it. Yeah. yeah. All right. My turn. Two good clips for me. Uh, I could have given myself three. I'm in charge of the soundboard here, but mm-hmm. stuck with two. Yeah. I really crammed in some some takes here, though. So first one is uh, is Iowa State. I was I was pretty high on them. So we've got uh, two clips back to back here. Uh, next one. Call me crazy, but I think Iowa State will beat Oklahoma in week two of Big 12 play. And I'll, I'll make my case here. So they get them at home, and it's early in the seasons. OU's new receivers and even Spencer Rattler maybe still kind of working out the kinks. And we'll get to this, but OU has some important players uh, missing potentially the, the first five games of the season. So right. I think uh, Iowa State can take oh. them down. I'm with you. I'm extremely high on on Iowa State. Um, yeah, yeah, over on Iowa State, and I'm actually going to make that my lock. Well done. Bravo. Thank you. Go Thank Cyclones. You. I got a lot of crap after they lost to Louisiana. <laughs> Everyone was ragging on you. Yeah, they were. I had some, I had some doubts at that point, but uh worked out. Didn't hear him chirping anymore. No. Uh, okay. Let's see. Next. My next good calls came in our betting preview episode, which was actually a, a YouTube-only episode. So nice little plug there. Go to youtube.com slash college football bros and subscribe. We're trying to build our subscriber count there. Uh, but I recommended uh, three bets there. Well, I recommended four, but I left out one of them because it wasn't as good. <laughs> yeah, he's one of my two value picks. As you can see here, I got Mac Jones 25 to one as well. I mean, just the the supporting cast is so good around him um, that he's going to put up huge numbers. So there's there's risks, like you said, with Bryce Jones or Bryce, um, Bryce Young taking over. Um, or... Or maybe even Najee Harris stealing votes, but that's why he's twenty-five to one and not ten to one. So I, I'm willing to take those risks. Okay, uh, for my conference championship pick, I'm going OU at even money plus one hundred, and then uh, my national championship is Alabama plus four hundred. So there you go. Yeah, I mean the Mac Jones twenty-five to one to win the Heisman. He didn't win, but had if you bet that, hopefully you had a chance to to. Uh, hedge at the end exactly last few weeks he wasn't near 25 to 1 um okay there's my good nicely done thank you okay bad ones yes and we're gonna start in the big 10 michael made a bold prediction on purdue and let's see how that turned out for him in there in the end purdue is going to win its last five games of the season. So actually make it six. I'll include that, uh, you know, game against the team from the East. So you got, uh, you know, maybe it'll take a few games for them to settle in at quarterback. They could play multiple quarterbacks. We'll see. Bob Diaco's got to install that defense. But last five games of the season, they got Northwestern, at Minnesota, Rutgers, Nebraska, and at Indiana. Well, mm. on the season, they won two games. So if I carry the one, yeah. don't think they yeah. won their last five. <laughs> no, they actually lost their last four. So <laughs> that's not great. I had to throw in six. I'm like, yeah, they. I, I'm going to bold prediction. I, I said, oh, they'll win their last five games. Why not six? Like, why <laughs> not six? Let it ride. They're going to win the conference uh, title, too. 
Yeah, uh, not good. Yeah. I'm, I've been a believer in Brom, and you know, I still think he's a good coach. I, I do, I but, do. It, yeah. but it's waning. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, he's he's had a tough tough hand. Uh, his his defensive coordinator hire this past year was a little questionable. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, moving on. Uh. So the, we were previewing the Pac-12 here. Uh. And Michael, he liked Arizona. He was uh. You know, definitely liked those Wildcats, and their win total was set at one for the, for the season. So the offense is going to need to carry them, and. I think it's capable of winning them uh, a couple games. Grant Gannell is is kind of the hope as a true freshman last year, albeit a limited sample, but he was 65% completions, nine touchdowns, one interception. And he gets his top three receivers back, all offensive line with everybody back healthy this year. They've got a, yeah. a good group of running backs. Like I, I think the offense has a chance to be pretty good if, if Grant Gannell is the real deal. So I'm going to believe in that. I'm going to go over... I'm going to say they get two wins, and I'm going to make that my lock. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, goose egg there. Didn't get a single <laughs> they, had zero win. they almost had your Trojans. In there. I, yeah, know. I thought it was going to be like, you know, a push at worst. They can get one win. Come yeah, on. One win. That is pretty astounding. They couldn't. And uh, yeah, I actually picked my upset special that week was was Arizona to beat USC. So that... They Fun. had him on the ropes. Wrong. Joke. It was all downhill from there. Uh, so in the summertime, we had an Ask the Bros episode, and we were talking about the coaching carousel, and Michael had some not-so-nice things to say about a certain someone. Yeah, I was asked about the worst hire of the, the coaching carousel. Okay, well, what about our boy Sam Pittman? Uh, where does he factor I'm going to stay away because I don't want, I'm scared of, I'm scared <laughs> of the Hogs. Fans? Oh, wow. Yeah, Ryan. I'm I'm, he was, he was Ryan near Rattle. the bottom for he me. He was in the running. He was in the yeah. run, no doubt. Just because he doesn't have the resume that would get you excited, you know, for a, a big yep. time job in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Like, again, if, if, it, if Pittman, even if he was hired by, let's say, Colorado State, like if they announced that hire, I don't think everyone around the country would be like, holy crap, that's a home run. It would be like, yeah. okay, well, we'll see how that goes. Oops. <laughs> I mean, to your credit, I, I didn't see it coming. And I, yeah, you know, jury's still out, but he was, he did very well. Yeah. yeah. And, and to my credit, I did, you know, I'm trying to, I'm selectively editing these clips to make them even look worse for you guys. Um, not that there was anything great, but afterwards that we did, I did acknowledge, I love the staff around him, but uh, yes. yeah, still saying it was the worst hire of the coaching carousel was, uh, was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you weren't alone. Um, all right. This final one here. Well, I mean, there was a lot more to choose from, but we had just had to stop it at four. Um, <laughs> big, this was, a, <laughs> this was a, a Big Ten preview, and Michael was talking about Rutgers here. So uh, let's go ahead and see what he said. I'm excited about the future with Shiano. He's, he's recruiting pretty well, much better than they have been. So, yep. I think there's, there's definitely hope. Uh, and again, this is like uh mel tucker at michigan state definitely uh you get a year zero you might get two year zeros if you're this might be your double zero yeah. for for shiano there's some hope for the future but i'm going under yeah three and six would be a minor miracle oh miracles <laughs> happen miracles oh. happen oh wow. my god go exactly three and six. <laughs> what a world what a time to be alive yeah and actually after that clip i uh 
Ryan, you, your response there. So I, I was like, I'm going under two wins for Rutgers would be a minor miracle to get to three and six. And your response, Ryan, was, well, sometimes miracles happen. I'm going <laughs> should have so, left that in there. <laughs> wow. I know I should have. I don't know. I didn't. Know. It makes you look good. So, yeah. oh yeah, you don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Did. Uh, anyway, uh, okay. There you have it. There's our old takes being exposed. Um, that's fun to do every year. Like we got to do it. I, we got to keep. Doing I mean, that. it's kind of you know. I got to be a little more. This year was kind of weird with the prep for the for mm-hmm. going into the year. It wasn't like. Just week after week doing our normal preps. Okay, I have big SEC this week, ACC, and it's so organized. This it was like a mix match, and I was like, it's harder to locate my uh, my bad takes. It felt like this year. Yeah, it was it was haphazard for sure. Previous season, but yeah, next year is going to be normal. It'll be boom, boom, boom. It'll be nice. It's, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna double our listenership next year. I can feel it. Boom. Uh, all right, let's get to some. From from just public figures, blue check marks, coaches, uh, and and again, shout out to Old Takes Exposed, their Twitter account for it's a good, uh, it's definitely a good follow. Hundred percent, it is. So, should I lead us off? Yeah, go for it. All right. So, first one is from Joel Klatt. He's known to have some hot takes, not always bad, and he was on Colin Cowherd, who's known to have plenty of his own. Yeah, I don't have the clip, so it feels like you're introducing the clip. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't have the clip. that's all right. Well, his basically his quote was Alabama has a Nick Saban problem. And it's like, no matter the context of, of what you think about what he's trying to say, it's it's just wrong. Like there is no Nick Saban problem. Like Nick Saban is the savior God and everything around Nick Saban <laughs> turns to gold at Alabama. So no. Yeah, and this was 2015, I think, that he said it. I don't know if you mentioned that, but uh, yeah. I mean, but still, like, you look back at Alabama's history, they're losing, like, one game tops every year. Okay, so maybe sometimes they lose two, but, like, yeah. I don't, there was never a time in the past five years where I was like, ooh, Nick Saban. It's like, it, it was definitely a crazy conversation to to have. And uh, Not good, Joel. Every no. time Alabama wins a national title, it looks even worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll carry on. So... This was more recent. Texas Athletic Director Chris Del Conte had a statement in early December. With the close of the regular season, I want to reiterate that Tom Herman is our coach. <laughs> didn't didn't age well. No, that, uh, not a good look. Not a good look. No. no. Uh, a little bit later in December, Stuart Mandel, December 19th, he tweeted, At this point, my suggestion to the committee would be just to skip ahead to the inevitable Alabama Clemson title game. Ooh. Don't think that happened. Really? That, that's just too strong for like yeah. right? Ohio State. It's still Ohio State. Yeah. Like I didn't. It was a seven point underdog or something. It's not like yeah. yeah. I mean, we of course it was favored, but it didn't happen. Tank Carter tweeted, in, instead of voting who will win the Ohio State versus Clemson game, let's vote how much Ohio State will lose by." He says by more than 30 points. Wow. <laughs> well, they won by, points. They almost won by 30. <laughs> that uh, is yeah. crazy. Uh, then, of course, probably the most talked about one recently, Dabo Sweeney voting Ohio State 11th in the coaches poll. <laughs> that that didn't work out in his favor. Oh. Yeah. No. No good. That certainly bit him in the butt. Yeah. Alex Kirshner tweeted during the Peach Bowl, I thought Cincinnati might win. But they are just bullying these guys. 
I love the immediate overreaction in games. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like 10 nothing. Like, oh, this game's over. Oh, they're getting dominated. Like, and sometimes, like, I get it. I, I always do it. It is annoying to have to be like, so far, you know, like, yeah, they're bullying them so far, but it could turn around, which, of course, he was just saying what he was seeing, I guess, in his defense. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, we've all been we've all been guilty of making those quick judgments, but I've learned lessons enough to not jump to conclusions too early anymore. Yeah, because actually going into this next one, you got midway through the Wisconsin Wake Forest bowl game, the the Mayo Bowl. Ian Kenyon tweeted: "Wisconsin football has an abs has been an absolute train wreck this year, and Dave Clawson is money when given time to prep for an opponent. I am not at all surprised by this." <laughs> That was when Wake was was handling Wisconsin, and of course Wisconsin ended up dominating the rest of that game and, and winning that. So not so great, Ian. Okay, no. I've got a good one here from Aaron Torres in October. He said, "This one is so good." So, quote: "Never forget, a few years ago, Tennessee fans were ridiculed for refusing to let their administration hire Greg Schiano and demanding better for their football program. Three years later, they now have the longest win streak in Power Five. Funny how this stuff works, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's such a snide comment. And also, like, even at the time, like, sure, you you were probably like that win streak for Tennessee was good and there was some optimism, but it wasn't like, all right, Pruitt's set. We know he's good. SEC East, here we go. Yeah, it was was not not great wins, of course, a very light schedule, but uh, it did turn out worse than than we all could have thought after, I think they started 2-0 this year and lost, like, Seven of eight or whatever it was yeah, so, uh, didn't no turn good. out well. Okay. Uh, before the ACC title, uh, PFF's Mike Renner said that the 10.5 point spread is an absurd line and that Notre Dame will cover with ease. I love the gambling <laughs> hot, hot take, guys. Yeah. Anytime, no, no point spread like in a college football market or NFL is absurd. Like it, it, yeah, it no. just doesn't happen. Like it might end up being way off in hindsight, but, but there's no such thing as easy no. money there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pac 12 writer John Wilner tweeted, quote, the best matchup in the Pac 12 title game would be a rematch of USC UCLA. They are the best teams. Trojans will smoke the North rep. Mm. I, I don't know what gave him the impression that you would have confidence in USC anybody yeah. like they barely beat Arizona. They barely beat ASU barely beat UCLA. Like why would he have been so confident in that? They looked good once right against Wazoo, like the first half, right? Or something. Yeah. 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 But that was like the only Utah. Yeah. But, uh, true. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one on August 7th, someone tweeted must champ is toast. And Dan Wolken replied to it saying, nobody is getting fired this year. <laughs> really? Well, you're about to get fired, Dan. Oh, okay. That's harsh. Uh, <laughs> Chicago writer Dave Wisnowski tweeted on November 9th, 2019. Who wants to fire Lovey now? <laughs> all you impatient haters owe this program a huge, all caps, huge apology. You owe us an apology, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work out for Lovey Smith after that. Uh, my final one here, Joey Galloway and Jesse Palmer were asked to pick the LSU Florida game on ESPN. And uh, they basically just started laughing. <laughs> yeah. Like the pick. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember watching that LSU upset them. They sure did. And the Who throws a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right here. I'll start with the first one here. 
uh, from Jimba Brazili, Brazili, Brazili. Yeah, I think so. Uh, on yeah. Twitter, uh, he says Arizona State could have had someone, but for some strange reason, hired Herm Edwards. Now someone is going to Zona. Uh, and then in the Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman voice, kind of a little gift there. Uh, big mistake, huge. Yeah, yeah. I I thought so too. I'm on board with that. Oh, I, yeah, <laughs> I thought it at the time. This was obviously a few years ago. I I would have. Yeah. Agreed. But yeah, yeah, Herm was weird, you know, definitely a weird one. That was oops, knocked off my thingamajig. All right, here we go. Uh, next one was from Clay Travis. He tweeted in August, Gators at Vols on December 6th. Vols going eight and two. This is our year. Fired up. Mm, didn't yeah. go too well for you, Clay. <laughs> no, oh, that's rough. Sorry. Sorry, Vol fans. We feel you. We feel you. Um, all right, from Steve DC, uh, he tweeted um, about Iowa State in 2015. Frankly, I'd keep Paul Rhodes before I'd hired the Toledo coach. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Campbell, he's been okay, I guess. I mean, yeah, Campbell's done fine. <laughs> Paul Rhodes, uh, what was he, the Arizona D coordinator, right? I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, UCLA last year. Yeah. Bouncing around. Rough guy. Not doing well. All right, so Pat Forty, um, he's had some stronger takes lately. Uh, yes, dislike. Pat, yeah, Pat Forty during the Iowa State Texas game tweeted: "Texas is up ten nothing, and it feels like one hundred to nothing. Iowa State completely outmanned up front thus far." <laughs> so there's, there you there, go. There's the ten nothing. Like just shush, shush, man. And of course, Iowa State ended up winning. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, all right, Thor Nystrom. Uh, tweeted in late October, Joe Milton is the first time offseason hype around a Michigan quarterback has been justified. The kid is a star. <laughs> oh, and I love like he not only said the kid is a star, he he pressed enter twice so that it was all by itself. The kid is a star. Just oh, <laughs> tried to emphasize it there. Not great. Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, all right. Next one from Dave Portnoy. Uh, and he he wrote. um Joe Milton had the greater than sign. Uh, Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan Homer. And that didn't work well. <laughs> Show Milton. Give me a break. All right. And uh, finally, the last one here is uh, from Tim Brando uh, a couple years back in 2018 on the Paul Feinbaum show. Um, Scott Frost is built for. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Scott Frost is built for success. And I'm going to tell you, he will win multiple national titles at Nebraska. He will be competing for a big 10 title within three years, and he could be the next generation's Nick Saban. Wait, tell me what's wrong, except for the big man, 10 Brando. Why did you have to? Oh man. Wow. That's that rough. Is. I mean, he, everyone was optimistic about Scott Frost, but that is uh, taking it to another level. Multiple was, national titles. <laughs> yeah. I would have, I thought he was going to be really successful and I would have had to think about whether he'd make a playoff. Like I, I yeah. we had the conversation. I think I said no, but it was like, I really thought about it. Yeah. yeah. We in a national title win multiple. No. Uh, that was, that's a pipe dream. Even at, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Never, no. never going to happen. All right. Well, there you have it for for the media. Uh, We're, uh, you know, nobody's perfect. No, except for us sometimes. It's a sports world, man. Everybody makes mistakes. Fourth bros are not perfect either, Trey. No. And I got to lead off with the real sugar Shane. He predicted Texas would make the playoff. Didn't didn't pan out. No, didn't say. 
Andrew Andrew thought Coastal Carolina would be lucky to get a, to a bowl game. They I have the same. Yeah, they of course practically should have won that bowl game, but they had a remarkable, un, almost unbeaten season. Carter Glenn Pilster thought LSU would beat Mississippi State and Missouri. Ended up losing both, of course. And this is yeah, probably was rough. Yeah, fourth down at the goal. The one <laughs> that was tough. This is probably the worst take in the entire episode of the year. Todd mm. thought Michael was knowledgeable in college football. Todd was um, certainly on a little something at that particular yeah. moment. Stop drinking, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Todd. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's not a good call. No. Uh, <laughs> potentially a worse call. I think this one's worse. Roshni thought that 2020 was going to be a great year. <laughs> yeah, I'll give oh, you that. That's not good. Mm. Uh, sorry, Roshni. Uh, sorry, world, I guess, for 2020. Ugh. Lee Kuzmish thought that the committee would consider a non-Power 5 team in a crazy season like this. They, they did even really. Worse. They considered yeah. not doing that. Yeah. 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 Brody thought Ohio State would not make the playoff with six games. They did. It's pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Austin thought Mac Jones would only start two games. Yeah. It's a rough offseason for a, for a freshman quarterback, I guess, to, to get a start. Yeah. yeah, and Bryce Young will be uh, probably a stud this year, though. So He will. Um, all right, moving on here. So my first one was, Chad said that Minnesota would win the Big Ten West and go to a New Year's Six Bowl. Mm. Yeah, no, there was a, they were due for a regression. So, yeah. uh, let's see. BB, BB Fumble 13 predicted Oklahoma State would make it to Jerry World. No, the, I mean, they were, you know, close, but they had yeah. moments. Yeah, they had moments. Yep, yep. Uh, all right. Kenny thought LSU would reload and not drop off that much. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, over under with seven. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and let's see. Dan thought Virginia Tech might not disappoint this season. Uh, Michael thought the Dan, same. Yeah. Oh, I was over Virginia Tech, my lock. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out. Poor Hokies. Yep. And finally, ooh, yeah, this one, this one stings. Davey thought our brother, Jamie Newman, would win the Heisman. Oh. Hmm. Disappointing. We never got to see the. the I know. What a bummer. It's still like hmm. stinker. Could have been a <laughs> right. He's always I been a stinker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for sending those in, uh, being vulnerable with us, uh, and that'll do it for the College Football Bros podcast. If you like the show, be sure to follow us on social media at CFB Bros. Every once in a while, we'll we'll go to Instagram and ask for. Uh, things like that that we read on the show um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm going to keep bringing that up till we get to a thousand subscribers. Damn it. Sorry for swearing. <laughs> and we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the college football bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to college football bros at gmail.com to keep up with the brothers on social media. Like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.
Since we've been stuck inside, most of us have been neglecting our hair a bit. Trust me, I totally get it. But now with the world reopening, we're meeting with friends, going to events, and it's time to bring our hair back to top form. Rejuvenate your hair with the dual ion therapy of Smooth Wrap. The Conair Smooth Wrap hair dryer helps restore the natural balance of your hair while giving you frizz-free volume and shine in less time. Go to Amazon.com and search Conair Smooth Wrap to order yours today.